Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Nate Thurston. Charles Chuck Thompson is across from me. How's it going? I lost all my energy there. At you the end sound, of it. <laughs> you, you know, sound when the, like you're so ready when to the, go. When the tape slows down, that's <laughs> basically what happened. My name's Charlie. This I is got up, Good Morning Liberty. I got up, I got up super early today. I went to bed podcast. late. <laughs> that's, you know, I've heard worse as far as podcasts go. <laughs> really? We could probably, yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard worse. Okay, it's uh, later in the day for us, still morning in certain parts of the Pacific Ocean, probably in Hawaii. Uh, so good morning to everyone who's listening live right now. You'd have to be in our live group in the Fed Haters Club, which you can get to by going to joingmail.com. By the way, it went up to seven bucks. Oh, no. I raised it to seven bucks. No way, because I saw someone commenting not that long ago saying mm-hmm. that they were... They were about to join back, and we've, they were hoping you were going to be lazy. We've given about we, that. We've given some warnings, and uh, the real libertarian fee went up quite a lot. The inflation hit that one hard. Mm. That's the one where you pay one time, and then you get to mooch off of our hard work for the rest of your life for however long we live. Basically, <laughs> uh, it doesn't. It's not. It's not pegged to your life. It's you pegged think, to ours. Do you so, think, like in thirty years, we're still going to be doing this podcast? We better. Yeah. We better. Doesn't that sound kind of fun? Yeah, Actually. kind of. Yeah, kind well, of sometimes. Gran- grandpa's in there doing his podcast again. <laughs> I just hope, you know, we got to remember to touch touch some grass every now and then and uh, that there's a world out there and not everybody is crazy. You know, we spend so much time digging around on the internet for crazy stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's important to remember that not everyone is as dumb as the people that we talk about every day on this show. Just most of them are. Just a lot of the people, <laughs> more than we care to admit. Uh, but I was, thanks. I was trying to throw in a little white pill to start off. You know, I've learned as I get older, see, I have this thing where I, I try to see the good in people, which I, you know, I think, I think, you know, everyone has a shadow and everyone probably has some light in them, you know? Everyone? Everyone. Even Henry Kissinger? Yes. He doesn't have any light anymore because that mother is dead. Well, okay. Yeah. Human beings that are alive. Okay. Because gotcha. you can make a choice, right? Mm-hmm. You have the you have the capability for good or for evil. That's right? true. And I I try to see the good in people. And I've learned as I get older, I think more people choose evil <laughs> than than I once thought. Maybe you choose evil people. That's possible. You're the problem. It's you're right. <laughs> you know what? You're right. That's it. Hey, you got to take responsibility. It's been pretty for chilly that. here, but I just want to let everyone know, personal story, real quick. Mm-hmm. It's been chilly here, but have no fear, because today is my second to last episode before I'm gone. Mm. 
down yeah. to warmer seas. Yep. For a little while. And we hope you do well. Yeah. All of us back here holding yeah. down the fort. We somehow got to make up for everything you do here. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I am. I'm going to hell. Um, to hell. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> trying to rescue my father. No, he's going <laughs> to... Before he's, he kicks the bucket. Now you're going to go make what? Well, like a million bucks? Can't kick anymore, but... Probably... <laughs> You're going to go make like a million bucks, probably? At the least. Something I think. like that? Yeah. At the minimum, you're going to make like 100K. Mm-hmm. Charlie's going to play the World Series of Poker Tournament in the Bahamas. A couple of them, yeah. So wish him luck. If he does well, we all do well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, anyway, we got some, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. One thing a lot of people are talking about was that crazy interview Elon Musk gave for CNBC, uh, for it was the Deal Book Summit with Andrew Ross Sorkin, the New York Times. Um, I I associate him with CNBC, so I don't know if that was specifically theirs either. But uh, he said a lot of stuff, and I haven't made it through the whole thing. But of course, there are specific clips that people are talking about. And while everyone else has talked about it, just wait and hear, wait until they hear us do it. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play a couple of the. Uh, there's you haven't heard us do it. The one clip that everyone has for sure heard, if you have the internet by now, is just amazing, and it's the epitome of fu money, of course. Like that's that's what this is, mm-hmm. and X might end up going bankrupt because of it. Who knows? Some people are speculating that he's trying to precursor cope, as the kids call it, like pre cope when X is going bankrupt so we can blame it on these other companies and stuff, Mm. pulling out all their money. Uh, We'll see. But anyway, here's what he had to say about advertisers pulling their money because uh, Media Matters decided to say that he hates Jews. Uh, Here's that. Apology tour, if you will. This had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope they stop. You hope? Uh, Don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No, earmuffs. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. I know some people don't like the guy, but I, I, I just love that. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that attitude. That's you know? freedom right there, man. And he says, hi, Bob, to Bob Iger from Disney. And Bob Iger was in the audience. <laughs> like he was in there and he's telling them to go F himself. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yeah. So much. There are other good... Man, your cans. Are they making it in there? I hate the cans. (laughs) They're getting in the way over here. He hates cans. They're getting in the way over here. There's another really good thing he said. Stay away from the cans. Something you brought up earlier. I don't know if I kept the part about Tesla, but um, he was talking about how Tesla has been really good for the environment and he runs Tesla and all that. I don't know if that's in this clip, but he says something really important in here. Uh, one, two, three, go. Leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, and any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, no, I, but 
No, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes, we we're talking about power and influence and-, I'm, and saying, I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I like Tell that. me how you really feel. Yeah. No, no. Elon, don't hold back. Now that's something that we talk about all the time. We would describe it as a as a virtue signal. Mm -hmm. We talk about that a lot. People love to pat themselves on the back, mm -hmm. saying that they're for the right things. Looks like they're doing something good, but they're actually doing something evil and F them. He was, I don't know if someone pissed him off beforehand or what it was, but he was hot. <laughs> yeah. For sure. He yeah. didn't care. Uh -uh. He gave zero Fs. Yep. So that, well, he actually gave a lot, he of, gave a lot of Fs in that speech. He did. Yeah, or yeah. in the interview, yeah. So he said the F word quite a bit. I really like that one a lot. I posted, posted that one earlier because that's what we deal with all the time. A lot of what the left is in general are a bunch of people who like to say like, oh, look how good I am. I'm so good at all this stuff. And they do these little virtue signaling things. And it's, it's all just for show. Yeah. It's just so they can look better than other people. It's actually so they can line their own pockets more. Yeah, a lot of times. Actually. It is. This one is a little bit longer clip. And this is, you know, it's do what I do what I say, not what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's another thing the older I get. I was telling the live group this earlier, uh, the Fed Haters Club. The older I get, the more I realize, you know, people will say a lot of things. They will. You just have to look at what they, what are their actions? Mm -hmm. What do they actually believe? What are they really doing? If it's real, people will back it up with actions, not like, just words. Do they words. actually show up when you ask them to show up, you know, or do they not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they are they actually there for you or are they not? Do they follow through on the things they say they're going to do or do they not? Mm -hmm. And this is true, whether it's politically or culturally or even small town relationally, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What do people actually do? What do they actually believe? And just in your personal relationships, uh, to be mm -hmm. small town relationally, just be... Bring you it know. into your home. So this one is a little bit longer, but, you know, one thing we talk about, the thing that we talk about the most on this podcast is economics. And we happen to be fans of what we call capitalism or free market capitalism. We don't like it when people call things monopolies. Volunteerism. Yeah. Um just, you know, voluntary exchange among people. And we uh, we don't like it when people call things monopolies when they're not monopolies. And Elon Musk doesn't either. And he did a really good job explaining uh, that there sometimes you can have a monopoly because you use the government to control the market, or you can be the biggest in a field because you have the best products and you do a better job than everyone else. And that doesn't mean that you're a monopoly. And he, that's kind of how he responded to this line of questioning. It's a couple minutes, but it's some economics. And so I wanted to hear it from the second richest person in the world right now. Maybe the Chinese will tell you that you have to, uh, they have leverage over you and you're going to have to turn that off, right? I mean, these are, these are very difficult decisions. And I'm so curious how you think about that. And not just the decisions, the fact that you have that power. I, just, I think it's important for the audience to understand that the reason I have these powers is not because of some anti-competitive actions. It's simply because we've executed very well. Oh, I'm not dismissing that. I think yeah. there are so many people, by the way, who are huge like, supporters of what you've created. There are created. other satellites out there, you know. But, 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 they're, and, but they're not as good as yours. And, right. the same, and we can say that maybe make the same argument out of the cars and everything else. Yeah. But as a result, that gives you enormous leverage. 
right? Okay. I mean, with the exception of, the, by the way, these advertisers who aren't on X, in every other instance, everybody needs you. I mean, nobody's, I mean, they use our product if it's better, then use somebody else's product if it's their other product better. And I accept that, and maybe one day somebody I mean, like, else will create I a better mean, product. Is but it like, you know, how is it a bad thing to make better products than other companies? Well, and I, I want to just go back to this to the Starlink piece of it, though, because it, that has sort of a geo, geopolitical ramification in terms okay. of your power and how you think about that specific power, and then uh, the power that the U.S. government might have either over you or not over you, the power the Chinese government might have over you or not over you, and how those things get used. What, I mean, what are you suggesting? I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question around this, this very idea of how these satellites are going to be used, whether you think that you should have control of them, whether the government should have control of them. Uh, Do you how, trust the government? Well, that's, uh, there's a lot of people who don't trust the government. No, nah, exactly. But then this goes back to the trust of you, right? I mean, like I said, we're not the only company who has communication satellites. Our satellites are just much better than theirs. So it's not like we have a monopoly. Right. Do we you just feel, have do you feel like anybody the best has product? It's not like do you feel anybody has leverage over you? I mean, I think at the end of the day, if we make bad products that people don't want to use, then the users will vote with their resources and use something else. All right. So that's exactly what we say about these big companies all the time. I love, by the, the way... The only thing I... I <clears throat> we have to be truthful here. Mm-hmm. The government offers a credit to purchase a Tesla, get an EV credit. A smaller credit. credit than the other companies. Than the other companies, yeah. true. But the, Tesla had them before mm-hmm. the other companies had them. Yeah, yeah, because they, they had EVs before the other companies had them. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, <clears throat> full all the information mm-hmm. out there, they also got a ton of carbon credits for, they, for their they product. Do. Mm-hmm. So the government was offering a lot of money for that. Just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just want all the information out there. Yeah. All right. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> what? He doesn't have any good companies. <laughs> I'm not saying. Right. He, I'm not saying he doesn't. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll go on to the nothing to uh, say about that. The subject. No, no. I get. I. I. I get that part. I love that when. Um, he's talking about whether or not the government should have control over the satellites uh, because people don't trust him. He asked if uh, you'd trust the government, and that's his first response to that. Uh, so that's really good. And um, he also says several times that if people want to take their dollars elsewhere, that that's what that's what they should do. That they're they're competitors. There's other communication satellites out there, and uh, that's exactly the argument when talking about monopolies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that. Why do I have this quote up here? I've got a quote from 1984. Happen to be wearing a hoodie right now. You can buy, uh, you can go to godhatesfeds.com and says the answer to 1984 is 1776. That math checks out. I, we did the math. Mm-hmm. We, we put it in the calculator. And when you put it in there, it says that. <laughs> All right. So you can go find that shirt on the, uh, on the website. That was in the Liberty calculator. <laughs> it was. The quote is, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. So, 
don't pay attention to what they're doing. Just pay attention to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Kind of goes along with the other stuff we've been talking about. Okay, so why is that? We're going to talk about the economy for a second. Joe Biden, he's the president. I see another, I see another quote going around that I think is really cool, by yeah. the way, that I think is similar to this. Um, and it's some, well, it's not a quote, but it's something someone's talking about is that people, when they watch these movies like The Hunger Games, you know, they, they identify with the opposition. You know, mm-hmm. they identify with the fighting the the tyranny, fighting the capital, mm-hmm. and then all sorts of other movies. You can whatever the Marvel movies, whatever it is, they're fighting Star Wars. You know, you're fighting the government. Mm-hmm. Literally, you are. Yeah. and everybody can relate to that, except for when it comes to like reality. Mm-hmm. And it's like we somehow skip that it's because they think their guy is not going to do whatever that bad thing is. You know. And really the whole time it's, it's the man behind the curtain, you know, it's, it's Oz, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're turning knobs and all kinds of stuff, but you just see, they just want you to see what they want you to see. They, not they, all the knob turning. The problem is they, the, they just think the wrong guy <laughs> pull levers. Yeah. This one goes like that. Yeah. Right the, there. Yeah. Like big this. knobs though. He's got yeah, real big dials. Real big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the Hunger Games is a really good example, and I think the answer is... Pay no mind to the man behind the curtain! That's, yeah, something like that. I've never seen it myself, so no. No, The Wizard no, of Oz? No, never seen it. Hmm. Okay. Should I watch it sometime? Is yeah. it one of those kind of had-to-be-there sort of things, you know? It's okay. It's, yeah. yeah. Would I like it? I mean, you probably relate <laughs> mostly to... Uh, I'd say you probably relate <laughs> mostly to the Tin Man. <laughs> Why? So you have no heart. Is that is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I thought I thought he didn't have a brain. Kind of is that the scarecrow? Stiff. Scarecrow doesn't have a brain. Yet. Okay. Tim Man doesn't have a heart. No, he's kind of stiff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got that <laughs> sorted out. Uh, Joe Biden, by the way, who's a combination of both of those things, <laughs> um, all of them actually. The the wizard also, I guess. Uh, what the economy looks like to Biden voters in swing states. These are Biden voters in 2020. Uh, So by income, uh, these are people who say the economy is excellent or good or people who say the economy is poor or only fair. Fair as in like kind of good, not like fair, unfair, that kind of thing. Um, If you're making under 50K, only 30% of people say it's good. 50 to 100,000, 37% of people say it's good. If you're making over $100,000 a year and you voted for Joe Biden in 2020 and you're making over 100K a year, only 42% of those people think the economy is either good or excellent. With young people, 18 to 29, only 11% of people think it's good. Or 30 to 44, only 19% of people think it's good. And so basically a lot of people think the economy is really bad. And so Biden is working on solving this problem. And the problem is to change what people think about the economy. But not the economy yeah. itself. Mm. It's uh, you got to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. Okay, it's his most essential command coming from them right now. There was a story. Look at in, the the black mm. and Hispanic vote only twenty five percent. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And the Dude, fem- female only thirty five percent. Huh. Forty two percent of males though. Hmm. How about that? It's interesting. The biggest uh, block that think it's doing okay are white males. Yeah. You know. Uh, that voted that? for Biden. Uh, there was a story in the Washington Post, and it was last week, and uh, we didn't talk about it until... I, 
I just read through it and I saw some crazy stuff, but there's this viral video that went around of the $16 McDonald's meal uh, that might explain voter anger at Biden. <clears throat> and it was a quarter pounder, but it was like a special quarter. It was like a quarter pounder with bacon or something. I don't remember what the exact flavors were. And so they tell the story. This was actually recorded and put out back in December of 2022. And they say it was a novelty item. Um, the video went viral, racking up hundreds of thousands of views. After McDonald's revenue report recently, the same post went viral again earlier this month with at least half a dozen news outlets, including the Washington Examiner, New York Post, Newsmax, Max, picking up the story. Uh, one YouTube video uh, got 2 million views, inaccurately describing it as a Big Mac meal. And so they pinpointed the problem here. There's misinformation going around saying that this was a $16 Big Mac meal. And it turns out it was this specialty uh, smoky double quarter pounder, a BLT with fries and a Sprite. And so the problem with people's perception of the economy is that they watched a viral TikTok video and they saw someone allegedly say that a Big Mac costs $16. And that's why they think the economy's bad is because of this video that they saw. Not because of anything happening in their own lives, like things costing more, you know, struggling just a little bit more to pay the bills than, than normal. They, you base it solely off of these viral videos that you saw online mm -hmm. on YouTube or, or uh, Twitter or TikTok. But these stories soon reached the White House Office of Digital Strategy, which tracked the meme as one of many exaggerated examples of the nation's economic woes, uh, according to a White House official, speaking, of course, on the condition of anonymity. In reality, inflation has been steadily subsiding. And last week, the government reported price hikes had eased yet again in October. And the average Big Mac nationally, as of this summer, cost $5.58, up from $4.89. Now, I do want to point out, they're given the sandwich pricing there, just not the meal the sandwich, pricing. Because yeah. uh, I was just at McDonald's like two hours ago. Okay, and it, Like seven bucks now. I would have got it. Oh, it's more. It's like probably $9 for the meal. For the meal. Yeah. Good and, that guy, and that guy had a meal. So they did pull a fast one here and just use the sandwich pricing. I did want to point that out. Although, <clears throat> although what happened to the sandwich price? It's still, up, it's still up 70 cents uh, <laughs> since before Biden took office, according to an index <laughs> maintained by The Economist. That's up more than 10%, but it's not $16. Yeah, 558 is not 16 And of course, they're using the sandwich pricing, not the meal pricing uh, to make this point for you. But it's still up more than 10% <clears throat> since the dude took office three years ago. I know. The Big Mac index strikes again. <laughs> the Big Mac conundrum reflects what Biden aides and senior Democratic officials regard as one of their most vexing challenges of head of the, ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Lying to people. Yeah. <laughs> Even as inflation has fallen to a manageable 3%, which is 50% higher than the Fed's target, and although the labor market has remained hot amid strong growth, voters still don't like the economy, and they're blaming the president. Even though inflation is less than what it, even though prices are increasing at a slower rate than they used to be increasing, which was like four decade highs of inflation, uh, for some reason, voters still having a problem with this economy. They don't know why. Don't they know that prices are going up slower than they used to be going up? We'll get yep. more on this here in just a second. As the administration tries to figure out how to improve its economic message, not the economy, the economic message. Yeah. Okay. 
White House Chief of Staff. Jeff. What's funny is the <clears throat> message would follow if the yeah, economy was just better. You don't better. need to say anything about it. Honestly, they don't have to say anything. Yeah. They could just make the economy better. But they don't know how because the only thing they know to do is to print money and give it out to people. And that's all, all, mm. they, that's all they understand in the whole world. Uh, Chief of Staff has held internal meetings over the last several weeks with top communications and economic officials not to fix the economy. They're talking to communications officials with the economic yeah. officials so they can better communicate why the economy is not what people think yeah. it is. According not the game. <clears throat> They're talking about practice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. According to the two people familiar with the internal matters speaking on the condition of anonymity, because you wouldn't want to know who those people are. <laughs> on the one hand, administration officials say Biden deserves more credit for his economic accomplishments. A booming job market, substantial wage increases for low-income workers, rapid economic growth. They say that they say are a result of his 2021 economic stimulus and other legislative measures. Well, guess what? The inflation is widely a result of that as well. Like those, you mm -hmm. print the money and... And you, yeah, so Americans won't give Biden credit for those accomplishments if the president and his allies don't talk about them. And that's one thing we've noticed from the Biden administration is they refuse to talk about the economy and how many jobs they've created or anything or gas prices coming down or anything like that. And that's the problem. They just haven't been talking about these figures, these facts and figures. They got to mm. get them out there. Yep. When asked about young voters' economic frustrations with the president, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said, I'm aware of that, and I think it's our job to explain to Americans what President Biden has done to improve the economy. <laughs> That's what their job is. Yeah. It's to explain to Americans not to fix the economy where they would need no explanation. They would see the video, and they'd be like, that person's crazy. You're like, Everything's great right now. But you're like, Mr. President, I can't, it's hard, I can't. It, you know, it's kind of getting hard for me to afford the eggs at the grocery <laughs> store. And he's like, no no no, 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 no. The price of the eggs no. doesn't matter. No, it, it, the price of the eggs has gone down from the record highs they were at. No, 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 <laughs> no they haven't, Mr. President. They haven't. And he's like, well, no, no, that doesn't. What matters is how you feel mm -hmm. about this economy and your feelings are wrong. Okay. Let me tell you what is right here, which is that all the stuff that I've done should make you feel better about it. And then, then, but they would just actually fix the price of the eggs. The People, actual problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then there wouldn't need to be any messaging. You wouldn't have to convince anyone. Yeah. That's the thing. Now, we've talked about this a bunch of times. There's this crazy idea that people think since uh, inflation has gone down, inflation has decreased by 65%, as they say, that there are some crackpot crazy leftists out there that think that means prices have come down. And we have gone to the outside edges and lengths of the internet to find these crazy people who suggest that since inflation is down, that that means that prices are lower than they used to be. And we've made fun of people for saying that. But it was Hardly ever Joe Biden who actually said that inflation was down, therefore prices would be down. Except for uh, yesterday, or <laughs> a couple days ago, whenever this was, where he literally said that prices should be down because inflation is lower than it used to be. And so we'll play this uh, little clip from him and then <sighs> show his tweet. And this just, just well, let's play it first, then we'll, then we'll talk about it. Today, our supply chains are stronger than ever with backlogs, bottlenecks, and shipping 
rates at a 25-year low. We've created 14 million new jobs, including 800,000 manufacturing jobs. And the unemployment rate has stayed below 4 percent, below 4 percent for the longest period, longest stretch in over 50 years. And wages for working families have gone up, while inflation has come down 65 percent, giving families a little more money in their pockets and a little more breathing room for this holiday season. But we know the prices are still too high for too many things. That times are still too tough for too many families. But we made progress, but we have more work to do. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation's come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging and give the American consumer a break. Yeah. It's the greed, man. Corporate greed. It's corporate greed. I've got some interesting <clears throat> statistics for you. What you got? I don't know if you saw this or not, but of course there was Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Travel Tuesday that happened, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of days. Um, Americans spent a record amount of money mm-hmm. than they ever have. I think spending was up 8%. 7.5. Are 7.5%. Yep. Oh, you already have this in here? No, I don't have it in here. Oh, I just, okay. I don't. But do you know the <laughs> most interesting stat of all? Mm-mm. Did you know that the uh, pay-as-you-go, like a firm, mm. like the monthly payments for these things was up 42%? Yep, 42%. I, I yep. So people spent more, but almost half of them, or let's say almost half of the spending, nope. That's not right either. <laughs> it's, just say the rate at which people were using pay as you go increased by 42%. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it worked out to be like 30, almost 30% of the spending because it ended up being like, um, I don't remember, like 12 billion of the, you know, 30 something billion dollars that was spent over the last five days. This is where some people are saying the, the big one is coming. Because we keep talking about where's this recession? Everyone everybody there, spent more money on Christmas presents, but they're yeah. doing it on loans. Everyone thought there was going to be a recession this year, and the recession didn't happen. And where is this? Well, the answer firm has it. The answer is people have been financing everything that they're buying. Uh, but the if you look at the numbers on that, people are getting very close to maxing out all of the credit that they have. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, and then I mean, not just they'll stop buying things. Okay, so that'll happen. Also, those payments that are going to have really high interest on them because of our interest rates, when those are coming due also, there could be, it could, it, it could be bad. It could be, I'm not saying scariest environment imaginable or anything, but it could be, it could be pretty bad when that happens. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are saying that's actually going to be next year when this whole thing takes place, but we'll see. We'll see about that. To reiterate a couple things that Joe Biden said, I can't, I can't stress to you how, I mean, I know the guy is super old and senile and all that. It's one thing for us to have talked about crazy people on the internet talking about how inflation is down, therefore prices are down. We've made fun of this before. The president of the United States is out there. Well, has a whole team of people putting, yeah, a lot of people around him. It's the only reason he's even standing up yeah. right now. A Actually, right team, now he's probably taking a nap. A whole team of economists, mm-hmm. even. He's out there in front of the American people and saying that inflation is down, therefore prices should be down, which is an economic lie. 
could just say fallacy or what or whatever. It's just a straight up lie. And that is what he is having to resort to right now because he's he's betting on people not understanding the fact that even though inflation was at 9.1% and now it's at three or three point, whatever the number is right now, core inflation is still at four. Even though it was at 9.1 and now it's at four, they, they somehow will make the argument the price should be down. That still means prices are increasing. And he reiterated this point. Let me be clear. He says, let me be clear. So he's being very clear right now. To any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, it's time to stop the price gouging. Give American consumers a break. <laughs> Brought their price as if the prices popped up because inflation was high, and now that inflation went back down to three, that means you you lower your prices back down to where it was back when the inflation used to be three. I guess, even though that means they were increasing, compounding on top of each other the whole time. And he's just out there saying this to people. Inflation is at 3%, which yeah. means it's still up. Still increasing. From previous. Mm-hmm. On top of mm -hmm. the nine or whatever it was yeah. before that. The actual inflation, I think since Biden took office, just talking about it in, I guess, partisan terms right now, I think it's around 17%. If there's been, it hasn't gone down. That's deflation. This is technically called disinflation, meaning the inflation rate has come down a bunch from where it was. Deflation would be the inflation rate in the negative. That would be deflation. So he's still doing this. And on, prices are still up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, but, but they're up because it's greedy corporations. Of, of price gouging. Yeah. On top of that, in that little clip that we played of his speech, he said that wages that people's wages were going up, all right? Now, what do we know about that? Wages finally started outpacing inflation like four months ago. Before that, inflation was going up more than the wages. And in fact, I believe, whew, there's a chart right there. This is the consumer price index versus average hourly earnings. You could talk about how average hourly earnings, maybe that's not the best thing, but also the CPI is a, Bad number also. This is like twice that much. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what you see on this chart, if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey or whatever, this thing in the middle right here, that's called a histogram. And what this shows is the, the difference between these two lines. Like where it's right here above, that means that wages, real average hourly earnings actually increased because inflation was less than what the growth in average hourly earnings was. And then when it's down here at the bottom, that means that real wages are actually declining because inflation is up above what the, what the wages are, what the wage growth is. And what you see is January 2021, which is when Biden took office, almost all of these months, it has been in the negative. <laughs> real wages declining. Now, recently we had a 0.5% versus inflation, we might have had a one, let's call it 1.3% or something like that a couple times. But that's after you went through all of these months of your real wages declining versus inflation. And years. Then, and then you, well, there, yeah, there's years of them. Two, yeah, two and, and a half years. Yeah. And then you get five months where it's above the zero line right here. And he says, hey, people are doing better. Wages are going up. 
But the wages have been going up, just inflation was way more than that. And so people's real wages have been going down until the last five months. And even if the real wages went up over the last five months, they're still way behind because of the 24 months before that. Mm -hmm. And you're just expected to ignore all of that and listen to what he's saying. I think that the cool thing, though, is the rhetoric doesn't really work. Yeah. For the most part. That's true. That's true. Because people, I mean, they live everyday life. It's like you have to go out and things are, I mean, I tell you what, I can't get out of the grocery store. It doesn't matter what I go for, for less than 150 bucks. Yeah. Almost every time I go. And I'm just, it's just typically like me and a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what? That's crazy. Uh, it's price gouging. Yeah. yeah. It's because a Kroger has a monopoly. You know, my family was here. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my family was here for Thanksgiving and I had all these frozen steaks and I had bought them this year. Yeah, this year. Between the between the months of March and October, I think. And I started getting them out there and I noticed the price per pound. They're all ribeyes. I, I like ribeye. The price per pound increased from fifteen ninety nine to twenty one ninety nine. Whew. Between March of twenty twenty three and October of twenty twenty three. And then that didn't matter where I lot. Uh, that was Kroger, Publix, and Walmart. I bought mm. meat from all three locations. Fifteen ninety nine a pound up to twenty one ninety nine a pound. And when you saw that, you got mad at the greedy corporations. Yes. And <laughs> you wondered why all of a sudden they got greedy. Right. Because they didn't used to be Mm-mm. greedy before that. Nope. You know, just right now they're greedy. Yeah. Because they're going against. Yeah. <sighs> okay. One more, uh, one more thing here. I guess we got a few minutes for it. This was probably gonna, the last thing it will be mentioned for Dumb Bleep, uh tomorrow, but we won't have all that time that we just spent on it. This one's probably going to be in Dumb Bleep as well, but it goes along with the economic conversation that we just had because what has what have they been doing? What do they want to do for the economy? They want to print a bunch of money and then just use it on frivolous things, basically. The government spending money is like the most inefficient way that you can spend money. They're terrible at it. All mm-hmm. right. So you get a terrible bang for your buck. You get a big bang for your buck when they spend money on bombs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you like that right there? Just, exactly. You know, go ahead, Charlie. And from from one of the Krasenstein, mm. um, Ed, this time. All right. He uh, X is out, I guess. Post. He posts. He tweets. Sending arms to Ukraine creates jobs in America, and it generates wealth for American workers in many rural towns across America. For example, this video below shows 155 millimeter shells. Those are big ones. You know? Yeah. You don't. You don't have, there's no AR-15 that shoots 155 no. millimeters. And when you hit a deer with that, it actually resembles closer what Joy <laughs> Behar thinks a deer looks like when you shoot yeah. it with an AR-15. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're being manufactured. Uh, the U.S. Uh, shells being manufactured. The U.S. Yeah. The- Texas has received <laughs> over $1.45 billion to produce these shells and other weapons for Ukraine. Pennsylvania has received over 2.3 billion, Arizona 2.19 billion, etc. While Republicans love to claim that the money is being laundered, the truth is the aid is benefiting U.S. workers quite a bit, and it is highly monitored and regulated. It is not a blank check like MTG and others want you to believe. I don't. Why do people trust the government so much? 
like you think you think other people would launder money, you know, mm-hmm. and be evil about it. Like these, oh, you comp- think they wouldn't launder it though? But the, but the governments yeah. wouldn't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So aside from the laundering part, this is called the broken window fallacy. And you think like Biden and his administration is good at not laundering money, true, or taking bribes yeah. or anything like that. I mean, have you seen the latest reports that there was a there was a five million dollar? I haven't been following all that stuff. Something about five million dollars to Hunter Biden that was flagged by a bank, but yeah. then nothing was done about it. I imagine that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I'll be interested to see everything <laughs> that comes out in the report. Uh, but aside from the laundering, um, this they should have had a Randall Stevens. This is called a. a was that the guy's name? Yeah. A, um, he's this, the one, he's a guilty one, your honor, the man with the bank accounts. This is called the broken window fallacy. The idea first off, when he says Texas has received, this is good for American workers. Okay. Texas has received 1.45 billion to produce these. Pennsylvania has received over 2.3 billion, Arizona, 2.19 billion. Now they received this money. Where did they get the money? Stolen from you to begin with. It was with. taken from American yeah. workers and then given back to American yeah. workers. And what did they do with it? Did they produce things that increased the value of our economy, made things more efficient? They set it on fire. And this way they actually blow it up. But they take raw materials and then they destroy them. Mm-hmm. And then this is supposed... So they took your money. They kept some of it for themselves. They paid some people way too much money to make these things. And so giving it back to some of the workers. And then they took that product that was created in the economy and they set it on fire afterwards. This is like saying that if we had a factory that made tables and chairs, that we should take money from you, give it to the government. They, the government gives some of it back, it pays you to make tables and chairs. And then we all have a table chair burning party outside and we help the economy. After and that, that produces wealth. And that produces wealth in the economy. <laughs> yes. Or it's like I take $100 from you, Nate, and I give 10 back to you. <laughs> yeah. And I say, that's wealth. <laughs> there you go. You just created wealth wow. just then. What are you complaining about, about? What are you complaining about? That's wealth. <laughs> this is one of the, the greatest examples because you're actually talking about things for the military that's literally just going to get destroyed. You could say it was creating value if somehow we were going to win the war for Ukraine, and then that was somehow going to directly benefit to the tune of all these billions of dollars or more, the uh, American workers what afterwards. It, what if it protects the labs in Ukraine, though? That's true. Yeah. I want to protect those labs. <laughs> um, what if it helps us negotiate the oil prices in the Middle East? Oil's pretty cheap right now. You know, we're doing just fine. We, we don't need Ukraine anymore. We yeah. got our own wheat, damn it. Well, I'm not saying Ukraine. I'm talking about the Middle East. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know. So the the At, idea, what did, like, what did Osama say? What price? What kind of prices? Oh, I can't remember what he called them. <clears throat> Taking their riches and selling it for paltry. <laughs> yeah, some kind of yeah bad prices. Um, this goes along with what the Biden administration is talking about because this kind of thing is all that they've allegedly done to help the economy. Because this is a great, this is actually some of what they say they've done to help the economy. Look at this money that's gone into the economy. Of course, they either taxed it away from the workers or they printed it and created the inflation that everyone is upset about in the first place. And so you just, you can't get around it. All right. You can't square that circle into a round peg hole. Mm -mm. Okay. You just can't do it. Yep. 
That's what I was taught. Yeah, growing that's up, what we learned that. We learned that in um, real, in, uh, real in, young. I think I was six months old. Mm-hmm. Yep. We learned that in school. What was the quote that we went over? Let's just make sure that we know that because it kind of sums up what's going on here. The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good morning, good morning, good morning, little bit. I'm Nate Thurston. And you Char- stay, you stay classy, Charlie Thompson. <laughs> All right, y'all, share the show or don't. And you know, I say this every time. So if you want to know what I say, go back and listen to the pre the end of the previous episode. I don't need to repeat it here. No, just go back to go the back last, to the yeah the last episode. Skip forward to the end. You'll understand what if, I say. If you want to know what we normally would say at the end of an episode, yeah. then you want to go back to yesterday's or wait until tomorrow's. Yeah, if you want to, or don't. Exactly. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Share the show. Go to godhatesfeds.com, goodmorningliberty.us, joinGML.com. Love you. Bye. <laughs>